All right, welcome to the next episode of uh, Car- the Cardboard Swords Cast. This is Ludwin, and I'm here with my co-host Vincent. And today we're going to be talking about more cardboard. <laughs> Good old cardboard. It's our favorite, favorite, favorite thing. Because I actually, it's kind of a weird thing if you think it's like, oh yeah, we love cardboard. But honestly, I mean, you might catch me in the back alleyway sniffing cardboard because I, <laughs> I, I do that. I mean, who hasn't opened a card pack and be like, I love that fresh card smell? I feel like there are people that way, especially new people, like people joining the hobby and they haven't really gotten into it as much. And then they just see me in the corner like, (gasps) you know, it kind of freaks people out a bit, but you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. True, true. All right. So (laughs) how have you been lately? I know we discussed this a little bit before we started recording, but it wouldn't hurt the listeners to know how we've been doing a bit. Oh, no, I've been, I mean, in my end, I've been doing all right. I'm healthy. I'm not sick anymore. Uh, I actually started cleaning up my room and I have trading cards everywhere, which is a problem. I think I need help. (laughs) Oh, man. No, my trading cards are all put away, organized. I'm trying to be a clean, organized person. But on my end, uh, allergies are killing me because our weather is very inconsistent. It's hot one day, cold the next. It's like going back and forth. I can't decide if it wants to be spring or winter so it's just uh it's killing me it's killing me man my allergies <laughs> i used to, so when i was a kid i used to play baseball and my allergies got so bad that my nose would start bleeding like while i was playing oh that does not sound good yeah like allergies kick my butt like kicks me all all up and down and uh it's kind of tough to deal with but you know do what i can no i can understand that yeah. Uh, also, I haven't talked about the Sonic Saga in a while. For those unaware, the Sonic oh, Saga <laughs> is where I put in an order at Sonic through their mobile app, and then they said that they were out of like the um, some of the stuff I was ordering, which I think was just a uh, their blast, like a like an Eminem blast or whatever. And they said to come back later, and like, and I said, well how long like like how long do i wait when you say later and they're like i don't know maybe a few weeks a month and it's probably been like almost two months and i've been kind of too embarrassed to go back <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know i might go back um i was just in colombia last weekend for a convention and uh, after we finished there there was a nearby sonic and so i went to that one because like okay well this one will hopefully have food and when we went there it actually was a dine-in sonic I don't. I didn't know that there were dine-in Sonics. I didn't either, dude. It was a dine-in Sonic. Like we literally ate inside. It was crazy. It was weird, and it was actually very nice inside. And the people were very nice, and the food was great, and it was awesome. That's like learning that Dairy Queen serves more than just ice cream. <laughs> they do. I know. I, I'm aware. Okay. That's why I said <laughs> it's it. Like, okay, dude. I'm about to blow your mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, for for this episode, we're going to be talking about. We're going to be ranking cards based on their card quality, like their card stock and their hollows. Vincent and I had a little meetup uh, last Wednesday, if I remember correctly. No, last last Friday, my bad. Yeah, it was actually our first meetup uh, for this podcast specifically. Yeah, and it was actually nice getting to talk in person. We had so much cardboard on the table, and we're probably going to be posting photos and stuff onto our Twitter. So if you would like to see that, you can go look us up at, at what was it again, Vincent? C- CBS Cast. 
CBS cast. Okay. Cardboard source uh, yeah. cast. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. My brain just stopped working as I was talking. So we're we're not going to talk about every card game. We're probably going to talk about the major ones and maybe mention some of some known ones. And we'll we'll give our reasoning why we ranked everything we did. But our we had a general ranking for everything based on just standard cards. Magic was our you magic was our base was our base. And then anything better or worse got a higher lower rating. And everything's rated from one to five. And magic immediately got a three because it was our sample. But yeah. there's also there's also issues with that and we'll go deeper. So yeah, and one is for worse, and five is for best. And in those categories, there were some that were better than others in their category, but we kept it to the one to five system. Yeah, there were some that we did have a little bit difficulty ranking that we gave a point percentage, but I don't know if we'll mention those as we speak because the thing is, some of these cards, some of the cards we had are very, very old, but still in good condition. And then some of the cards are brand new out of the starter deck box and in horrible shape. <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. Uh, and yeah, we have like 50 different card games. So obviously, we're not talking about each of those. And uh, even though we will be discussing hollows because it's very important because it's a big part of TCGs, we didn't have hollows for every card game we tested. So Keep that in mind. We'll mention when Hollows played a specific role or when we feel like it's very important. But for some of these games, we might not have necessarily had a Hollow representation. Yeah, but in this case, I think we should start off talking about Magic because it is one of the big three. So we gave it a general three ranking because that was our basis. But actually sitting down and going back and talking, thinking about it, I think I would give it a one because... They're very, uh, we were told by one of the card shop owners or one of the workers telling us how very inconsistent Wizards of the Coast cardstock can be, especially from newer to old cards. And then Hollows having that big tacoing issue. You know, if you have new players join your game and they have their, you know, they're not going to know about all these issues. And then when they see, oh, look, I got a Hollow in my commander deck. Why is it a taco? No, that's not, yeah. that's not a good experience. If you're not familiar with the term tacoing, just imagine the card turning itself into a taco. A literal yeah, taco ben that you have to eat. No, I'm just kidding. No, it, <laughs> no, it just bends it, yeah. itself like a taco. Like it has that very like a half pipe, like you could skateboard on it. And the cards do that naturally unless you keep them like double sleeved and very protected. The, the Well, the thing is some cards won't taco as bad. And the reasoning for that is the card stock having good quality cardstock and the foiling material because the way they make holographics, it's basically a foil foil material on that cardstock and different card games do it a little differently. But based on how heavy that foiling material is, can also cause the cards to bend or not bend and stuff like that. But even how you take care of the cards can be a factor. But some of these cards have been sitting in you know, sitting on a shelf without an issue and they still look perfect or some have a uh, warp tacoing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's weird about magic too is like we had some magic, the gathering cards that were not hollows that were not the best quality, but they weren't the worst. And like those would be a three out of five. Like those were probably like pretty standard, but if you consider their hollows and if you consider their inconsistencies and especially some of their, uh, their crappy quality as of late, uh, these last few years, 
um, all that factored together would put that closer to a one for sure. Yeah, we that's why I like we're not when we rank these cards, we're not saying we're not talking about the games. We're just talking about the card itself. So you could be a magic player and still love your cards. That's fine. But we're just talking about how, you know, probably in the next five years, some of these hollows are going to be in worse shape because you got to remember if they're looking like this now, imagine down the road. It also makes it risky because a lot of people like to invest in card games, especially Magic the Gathering is one of the bigger ones for it. And if you invest in your cards, like actually the card shop uh, owners were talking about this. They were saying that people will open up Magic the Gathering packs right in front of them, pull a Magic the Gathering card worth a lot of money out of the pack and sell it to them. And they can't even get full value off of that sell because... Like it's already considered like damaged or um, not like near mint or anything because of how problematic the card was already pulling out of the package. Yeah, yeah. When I'm we're not referring to somebody pulling it out of the pack. We're referring to it's damaged in that pack, and when you open it, it comes out damaged due to the way uh, how inconsistent the new printings have been for players, and that that's hurtful. You know, you just got a card and you oh I got a five hundred dollar card. But for some reason, something's wrong with it, and they can't accept that. And I think, speaking on this, I think we should jump next into Pokemon. Yeah. Which I say I would leave at a three, because we gave it originally a three ranking. And I I think I would leave it there. Yeah, so one thing I'd never really realized before is it seemed like Pokemon and the best card quality of Magic seems exactly the same like if you take a good like non-hollow magic the gathering card and you take a pokemon card they feel the same like the consistency and stuff so in that way they would both be a three but like we yeah. have been mentioning mentioning the inconsistency and the hollows tacoing and stuff for magic puts it at a one whereas pokemon their hollows and and everything seem to be good from what we saw like and i've collected some pokemon cards recently i've opened some uh, on my youtube channel with abby and uh, we have tons of hollows, and they all seem awesome. Like, we don't have any problems with any of our Pokemon cards. So yeah. three seems to be, like, a very good standard. And I think, honestly, three is, like, good for a card game, but anything below that is questionable. Yeah, because we had, for uh, Vincent brought, for example, a Uno card. And <laughs> I understand that a lot of people, oh, Uno doesn't really count. But the thing is, Uno, based on different editions, will make different prints of their cards. Like, they have plastic variants. So, Vincent brought one for an example of a one, because it's basically just a cardboard, like, oh, it just feels like cardboard, you know? Because most trading card games or most good quality cards don't always feel like it's cardboard. Yeah, I just wanted to bring, like, a wide variety of different cards from different things just to see where everything stood. Yeah, I did the same bringing some board game cards too because so we had examples of what we wanted to mention, but they may not really come up because we'll be talking about the big games and anything notable. Speaking but, uh, of the big games, we have neglected uh, the one that we normally always bring up and talk about. Oh, no, no. I, I wasn't <laughs> neglecting it. I was just still no, waiting. <laughs> but we've, we've discussed the other two of the big three, so we might as well bring up Yu-Gi-Oh! next, which... Um, I never really thought about it before, but Yu-Gi-Oh cards do feel better. They feel tighter. They feel a little bit stronger, a little bit more durable, but they're still flexible. Now, it could have something to do with the fact that they're a bit smaller. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards run smaller than you yeah. know Magic and Pokemon cards, and that might help it in that way. 
But, and they uh, don't taco. They don't taco either as bad as a uh, magic. And you know, I've like I pulled out some of my hollows that I've had in stored in a box for years, and you know they're still perfect. So it's not. And I also think with magic, it might be the way they're foiling the card because in Yu Gi Oh and in Pokemon, they don't foil the whole card. They either foil uh the artwork a lot of times. Uh, and I think even even the full arts in Pokemon don't have the issue of, hey, this card is toggling. Yeah, I have really old school Yu-Gi-Oh! like hollows, and they they're good. Like they're fine. Especially yeah, by comparison but, to Magic. And we're not saying this because, oh, look, Yu-Gi-Oh!'s better. It's just this is how we felt from the card stock itself. And if we talk about the OCG variant of the Yu-Gi-Oh! card stock, it's even better. And by that, I mean the Japanese cards, but yeah, but a lot of times they cheap out. <laughs> here, here, I'll throw, I'll throw a little knock on Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I wish Yu-Gi-Oh was standard game size. Like I wish it was the same size as Magic and Pokemon and a lot of other card games. I think it'd be better overall, and I think you'd be able to see the art better. I gotten used to it being that small scale, but it doesn't really matter at this point anymore. Well, not but anymore. I, just, I wouldn't change it now, but like, I think it would have been better in the beginning if they had done it. Yeah. And then the thing is standard sleeves. It now gets annoying because I could have a Japanese sleeve and a uh, Japanese size or small game size or a uh, standard. And sometimes you can't tell them apart until you try and slide a card in and be like, oh man, my standard card won't fit in this sleeve. I got my sleeves mixed up. Yeah, and it's a weird naming convention because there's tons of Japanese games that don't use Japanese sleeves. Japanese size. Or Japanese sli- size sleeves or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I brought a couple of Japanese trading... Because a lot of my card games that I brought were like Japanese card games, and they use standard. So it's a little confusing why, why standard and why small size. Not exactly. really sure what's the reasoning behind that. So the next game, but I feel you, we you should burn. got a four if we didn't mention that. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not sure we yeah. did mention that, okay. but it got a four. So we're not trying to be unfair. It just felt the best. And the next game we'll bring up is uh, we didn't have Flesh and Blood. So anybody, you know, anybody wanting to hear about Flesh and Blood, we're sorry. We didn't have Flesh and Blood this time. <laughs> but it, we're... It sucks, too, because I actually have Flesh and Blood. Uh, I bought two starter decks, and I, I just I could not remember where I put them, and I had forgotten, and then, yeah. I, so I have them somewhere. From my memory, I mean, I feel like they are they might be slightly better than standard. They might be standard. I don't remember them being bad. Then again, I didn't remember Keyforge being bad. Like, I thought Keyforge was going to be standard, and when we both tested that out, it seemed like Keyforge leaned towards more of a 2 out of 5 instead of a 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Keyforge since you already mentioned it. So Keyforge, be I thought would fall under standard. Like, all right, this wouldn't be bad. This wouldn't be good. It'd be neutral. But when we actually felt the cards, we were like, I, I don't think this is good enough. Like, this is bad, not bad enough to give it a one, but it doesn't compare to some of the stuff we gave a three. Yeah, and I no. agree. And I never really thought that. I mean, luckily it was at least close enough to average that whenever I played Keyforge, like I didn't really think about it. Like it wasn't so bad that when I was playing with it, I was like, oh no, this is horrible. But it definitely was more noticeable when you compared it to other card games. Yeah. And 
I understand also a lot of times most of these card games are going to be in sleeves when you play, but you can still feel some of these cards through your sleeves because you could have very thin sleeves or some some thick sleeves, and that can make a difference when feeling a card. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll talk about Digimon next since that's uh, another card, one of the other bigger card games getting popular as of late. So for Digimon, from here that I see, it looks like we gave it a five. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Um, and this is coming from someone who has never played Digimon. I don't have a, a, a real bias towards it. Um, but I agree with it being rated as a five. Now, it wasn't the best among the fives, but it was. It definitely was deserving of a five. It's better than the big three in terms of card yeah. quality. Yeah, it felt better than Yu-Gi-Oh! And I've been playing Digimon for a little bit now, and you can feel the difference in the quality by touching the Digimon cards. And then having those tech, those hollows, and then there is a small little bit of uh, tacoing, like it's a small, tiny bend in the uh, cards, in the hollows, but it's not much that you don't really care. You know, nothing that you can't fix real easily without, you know, or by leaving in a deck box, you'll be fine. You know, nothing that's like, I put this card and it's not tournament legal because it's too bent. Yeah, yeah. there's also Y Schwartz, which is kind of a, you know, I don't know where it falls. Maybe it's like the seventh most popular card game at the moment. I don't know. But uh, Y Schwartz fell into the average category for us. We didn't have any hollows to really check out. I, I do remember seeing a hollow before and it didn't seem bad. Definitely seemed a whole lot better than Magic, so I think three is a pretty fair and and standard uh, rating for it. The, from the basic card stock, it felt fine. Not really a big issue. One, I think I'll bring this up now. Okay, so one we're going to that... wait. Are we going to talk about the worst one? Like out of all the trading <laughs> card games, like this one's still on market because the other ones that we gave a one, it was like Uno is like some weird ripoff Among Us card game. Um, and then some card game that we never heard of, but there's one card game. Univer uni universes, <laughs> which, but universes is the one that you're thinking of, but, uh, oh, no, I, was, I, no, I was building up to it for the audience and then you just, spoiled. Oh no. Oh no. I thought we were talking about the other one that I'm, I'm still upset about. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, yeah. So we haven't, um, well, so, I, no, that's just, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's talk about. Wait, which one's worse? No, Universes has a worse... Like, we didn't get to test out the hollows in Universes, but the cardstock is worse in Universes than the other one that you're about to bring up. Okay, okay. Because the, the cardstock in Universes was the single most surprising, like, shocking moment I had. Because yeah, I had the UFS <laughs> card game, which is, I think, what it's based off of. It's like an older card game where you play as different fighters, Seems to have very similar mechanics, similar design, stuff like that. I used to play that card game, and I brought some of my old cards, and they still held up very well. So much to the point that we gave it a 4 out of 5. Like, they were better than standard, um, both on the hollows and for the non-hollows. And then when we yeah. checked out Universes, which is their new game, the cards look drastically worse. They feel very, very cheap. It's the cheapest TCG card game I've ever felt like I've held or touched um, with maybe the exception of this one that we're about to bring up, but that one's almost that that, that one has some other factors going into it as well. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> before uh, before we leave this card game, a lot of people have been calling it the My Hero Academia card game. If it confuses some of you, it's using a system called Universes, so they can use whatever anime or whatever 
fighting game or whatever franchise they want to make it into a card game that's compatible with the system. It's the same idea that, uh, what was it, the old one called, the Versus system? UFS. US, U, USF. No, yeah. UFS, USF. Universal Fighting System. Okay, UFS. Okay, so they're both the same game. It's just it stopped being produced, and then I don't know if the rights got bought over and that's why it changed or something. But it got brought back as uh, universes. And we gave that a one because the cards felt like cardboard, like actual really bad quality cardboard. Like, hey, Vincent drew a picture on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> From what I remember, it was very flimsy. So it wasn't like it wasn't just like cardboard. It was like very it, flimsy cardboard, like the so like paper almost. Yeah, it just it felt really bad, like shockingly bad. Yeah, and then I, I'm going to bring this up now. The worst one we felt, or the I think this is the worst one, only because of how upset I was buying it. So while we were there, I bought a brand new starter deck of MetaZoo. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, it's 15 bucks. All right, 15 bucks. You get a booster pack and a starter deck. Awesome. I don't know if anybody's seen the photos on Twitter that I posted up already. Let's just say the card came out tacoed out of the box. <laughs> like the hollows were already tacoed, even the one in the booster pack. I was so upset. It's like, and the card quality is, did not feel nice to hold. It, I feel that. It didn't I feel, feel like nice. I, I honestly, though. I think I think you buying it sort of clouded you a bit. I think universes actually feels worse. I honestly do. I I, I agree with you. I, I agree okay. with you there. I'm just still salty over buying, spending fifteen dollars on MetaZoo, hoping that it's at least a three, and getting tacoed cards and then the cardboard quality actually feeling like a a one. Yeah. And it, and even magic cards don't tend to taco immediately. They tend to taco a little bit over time. Yeah. Or at least they used to. Maybe now they taco immediately. But like I, I know when I used to play it, it would take some time before I started tacoing. But these came out of the package tacoed. They're pre-tacoed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to. I just got to get some ground beef, and I'm ready to take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh. it was disappointing though because we were going to do an episode about our first impressions of MetaZoo in terms of actually playing the game. We're each going to buy a starter deck, go head to head, that kind of stuff. But seeing those cards from his starter deck, I was like, "Ooh, I need to save my 15 bucks." I don't know that I need to <laughs> dive into that. And I think as when we do our first impressions on TCGs, we're going to go more into the topic, but we're going to go into it as a player who knows nothing about card games when we talk about it. But when we talk about learning the rules, you know, your experience from one card game to another, you should be able to at least do comparisons. So we'll, that'll be a, something that gets brought up then. For uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, but let's just say our a MetaZoo episode may not be coming. <laughs> I haven't even read the rule book. The cards are still upsetting me. I had to show it to a buddy, and he called it toilet paper. You know, funny enough, I'm looking at the picture that we took, and it looks like we put MetaZoo in the two out of five category. Okay, I don't, I don't remember where we have it because I didn't take a final picture once we put it in. <laughs> 
I, I just have the picture before we put it in where I'm still upset about the hollows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but if it's below three, it's just it's going to be bad. Like, we don't want any of our card games to be below three. Like, three is OK, but below three is not. But the thing is, with the quality of those hollows out of the box, even with the boosters, I would put it at a one because of. Like like the same thing we did with Magic. We put it at a one because of the inconsistency and everything. I, think, I would say the same thing. I think one I think one is very fitting for it. I think the reason why we didn't put it at a one at the time was because we only, we, our one we did it was based a, off cardstock. We did it based off cardstock. Yeah, well that and like one was like a crappy Uno card, uh a ripoff Among Us card game that was like a knockoff. Uh, some random card game that none of us have heard about in universes. I mean, it was like it was very much like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, no, yeah. And then, uh, we have we for, we didn't mention this one, but uh, you got a lot of people might have heard of it, the Dragon Ball card game. So oh, yeah. Vincent, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm pretty sure you forgot about that because that's another popular one as of late. So the Dragon Ball card game, we gave that. From what I see here, it looks like it's under four. I think that sounds right. I don't see it in my yeah. picture for some reason, so maybe I didn't get it in the picture. But yeah, I think four sounds right. It seemed to have pretty good quality. Yeah, it wasn't... It felt better than some of the other... I don't think we felt any hollows. I don't remember. I don't but, think so, no. Yeah, but from just the basic cardstock of Dragon Ball... You know, it felt like a four where like, all right, this is fine. We'll put it here. It's a four. Not a big, not a big problem. Yeah. And I'm pretty uh, sure I've seen hollows for that game before and they were not tacoed and they look pretty good. I Yeah, they have hollows. I, my buddy has a hollow, but it got folded in half due to the delivery person kind of uh, shoving it in the mailbox. Uh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. But before we talk about our fives, because I think we mentioned all the major stuff that weren't outside of that, we had some trick, some base. So I brought in Power Rangers here at a grid, which uses nothing but cards in its game. It fell right under a three because it's not doing anything special with the card. It's just a, hey, here's good, here's basic card stock. We're done. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, uh, Another game called Muffin Time, which was a Kickstarter game where they actually spent some of their money on improving the card stock. Vincent and I agreed that it's a five. Yeah, I was you know? I was genuinely impressed with the Muffin Time card. I know nothing about that game. I don't know who the creator is or what that game plays like or how good the game is or how bad it might be or whatever. The cards themselves were done very, very well, though. Yeah. And they have hollow card. It, it's just basically it, think of like Uno. So, but except it's just a single game with a couple expansions, like Cards Against Humanity. So it's like that. But the card stock is good enough. Was very good. Where it's like, yeah, this is a five. I would spend my money on this because the card stock is worth it. You know, something you feel like won't go, won't really tear apart too easily on you. I did also have a couple of Common Rider cards from their arcade system games. And we also gave that a five because they use very hard cardboard. <laughs> um, no, we we gave it a three. Oh, oh, I'm I'm looking at the other card. I'm looking at the other common writer cards. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. I thought you meant the ones where you scan for the codes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's like a common writer card game in Japan, and the cards were very thick. Where it's like, yeah, these don't bend that easily. 
Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that, it seems like one kind of has a controversial opinion, which is the Final Fantasy TCG. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Those cards feel noticeably different than a lot of other card games. I've actually never really felt any other cards that felt like them. Um, essentially, the backs in particular have a very like textured feel, and they feel very like solid. Um, now, I know in the store, though, we heard someone complaining, saying that they felt like the cards felt really bad. I can't remember what they compared it to, but they definitely... Sandpaper. Sandpaper. Okay, yeah. yeah. They said it was like very mild sandpaper or something like that. Now... I don't think that's accurate because sandpaper can actually, you know, like hurt you a bit. And these cards cannot hurt you no matter how you shuffle them or rub them against your hands or whatever. That would not be happening. Um, I can understand, though, how they could feel almost too nice. Like if that's a if that's a way you could put it, like I could see how they might feel kind of too, like too thick or too grandiose or something. Uh, we did end up putting it in the five category, but there is a TCG that really shocked me and really kind of stood above all the rest that I'd never really paid attention before. And I was like, wow, like this, this actually made me like want to learn more about this card game because of how good its card quality is. Too bad nobody plays it anymore. Uh, no, I, we need to bring it back. We need to revive it. Too bad. Uh, too bad the company's not doing well to begin with. Yeah. They did a lot of stuff. Okay, so. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll make a comeback. Who knows? I mean, you saw what their previous game was, Argent Saga, and you remember that card quality. I don't know that that was the same people. I mean, I, I know that you said it, it was, it, but it was. I, I it saw, was. I don't know. I saw, I mean, I think that there's a different team behind that. Like, they could have been in charge of publishing it or something or had some sort of, like, partnership. But I remember seeing, like, a whole different page and team talking about it. So before we mentioned the card game, uh, Arger and Saga, we gave a one because those cards were actually cards like images printed on cardboard. They weren't good. And they were also in the store's clearance section because they were trying to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't because of the card quality, though. It was because they, they said nope. that they had a few players that played and then they thought they bought like different card packs that had random cards, but really they all contained the same cards. And so once they bought those packs, they didn't need the other packs anymore. So they just sat on the shelf. <laughs> yeah no but the game that we gave a five and actually outshone everything else hold on real was... quick real, hold on, no, wait wait real quick I, I want so this is kind of like our biggest thing because people might be wondering like what is it what's the what's their top ranking <laughs> card game so i want to get a few things out first uh one we didn't get to i i didn't get to test the argent saga cards next to some of the other cards like we did for the other test I don't know that I'd put it at a one. It did feel pretty bad, but like it might be a two for me. So I don't I don't want to go on record saying it's a one because I didn't get a full okay. I didn't okay. get a full accurate testing of it, like for me to feel comfortable enough to put because one was really, really bad for like the now, I mean if we count like I'll put it this way, it pro it, it felt worse than a standard Magic the Gathering card if you aren't counting the inconsistencies of Magic the Gathering cards. So there's a lot of different factors there. And then we also had Vanguard, which is probably the Vanguard and Flesh and Blood are the two most popular card games that we didn't get to test there. And well, we well, should have tested Vanguard though, like because we did play <laughs> Vanguard later. We tried it out for the first time, but we didn't really try it out with the idea of testing the cardboard next to the other cardboard. True, you're not wrong, but I would pro right now. I would probably give Vanguard a three, but. I would probably have to go back and recompare just to confirm that because it could be a four, but it might. St I honestly would say it's a three. That's how I feel, and it could change because honestly, if I was just going off of memory, I would have given Keyforge a three, 
but now we both know it's a two. So it's kind of tough to say, but from my memory, it seems like Vanguard's a three and also the same company that makes Vanguard makes Y Schwartz and Y Schwartz is a three. So I wouldn't be surprised if they use the same type of printing and cardstock. Yeah. So do you want to announce what our worst one was? <laughs> well, our best one was my bad. I'm, I'm, about to say, I'm so stuck. <laughs> I say, we talked about universes already, man. Uh, <laughs> universes and MetaZoo. Okay, so the best one that shocked me, because I've never even played this card game before, and I've barely seen any of the cards for it, but it's Force of Will. Force of Will, I think, came out in like 2015, 2016. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it's not about right, going off memory. Okay, because I remember having some friends talking about it, and to me, what turned me away, I didn't get to feel the cards really look at them that much, but it seemed like... It, some of the text was kind of hard to read and it seemed like there's a lot of text on some of the cards so i was just kind of like i'm not sure about this uh, but looking more at it it's actually the card game that i hope does really well and i hope it can have a resurgence because i i didn't realize that the mechanics of the game are pretty cool and the card quality like the the, the cards themselves like honestly are just the best cards i felt like they have like they, they have a nice textured back there's a cool kind of like shininess kind of like hollow kind of like thing going on with the background too and then like the fronts of the cards look amazing they have really nice art it's very like full art display and just like it's really cool and it's a it's gonna be a shame if, if this card game dies i the thing is it's already dying they actually release new product but you can't find it anywhere like i i still keep an eye on it from time to time because it was a game i enjoyed playing but the big issue with force of will is it's actually just a clone of magic it just removed your mana from remove the, your your mana cards from your deck into its own little deck of 15 cards and it add the mechanic of you had a commander at all times which i mean uh, those, those two issues can be pretty two big ones and you know there's a lot of things that wizards of the coast is doing that a lot of people don't like myself included so to have a game that plays kind of similar and i don't have to feel bad supporting that company uh it's it's kind of a it's kind of a good option you know and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel bad supporting the company they actually did some bad things that is the reason why they lost a lot of players huh i have to uh, look more into I, that but they also have like you know the anime style which is very different the magic the gathering style I, I know that they just released their like japanese theme set so they have more anime going on at the moment but in general magic the gathering doesn't do a lot in that style um true and also they have a cool mechanic that I like, and I believe it's a mechanic in Digimon where it's that you attack individually. Uh, you can choose to attack the player, or in this case, their like commander, or you could choose to attack their, you know, quote unquote tapped uh, creatures or units. Um, so I actually, I, I've always enjoyed that system for attacking and, and blocking. Um, and that's what Force of Will uses. And Magic the Gathering doesn't use that. Magic the Gathering has it where you have to choose all your creatures that you attack with at once. And then they all attack the player, and they can't attack other creatures. And then the player decides how they block. Uh, I don't, I don't remember in Force of Will being able to attack the player. I remember that you had to, you could attack creatures. I might be misremembering because it's been a while since I last played. Yeah, well, it's that as the player, you attack their like avatar, like their um, whatever their like ruler is or whatever. Uh no, you can't, you can't touch the J ruler unless they're on the field. Yeah, otherwise. Well, I mean, how, how would you deal damage to the player then? Uh, I think it follows Yu-Gi-Oh! rules where you have to attack a creature, if I remember. Or maybe it was direct damage. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. It might it might have been direct damage unless you blocked with a creature, yeah. Yeah. Reson, Resonator and Force of Will. 
Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I was saying. So yeah, so you can attack the player um, directly, and then they can choose to block with a resonator, which is their creatures, or you can choose to attack one of their resonators that already uh, resting. Already attacked. Yeah. 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 I I stick to the Magic the Gathering terms when a card when a card game says to rotate a card horizontally, because we know what they mean. You know, yeah, I just hate I just hate magic. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I get it though. I get it. It's so embedded into TCGs and stuff. So I I mean, I, and I use it sometimes too. I do feel bad we didn't get to touch the uh, what well, we. It feels wrong saying it that way, but we didn't get to feel the flesh and blood and compare it to everything. And I wish we would have remembered to compare Vanguard at the time after we bought those sets. Hey, stay tuned for one of our episodes down the road because what we can do is we can just kind of like casually talk about it in the intro and then we'll <laughs> move on to whatever the topic is because I have some flesh and blood cards. We both have Vanguard cards now and we can test those out and then we'll just, if you like this topic, if you like this conversation, we can bring it up and just be like, hey, we didn't bring this up last time. So here you go. Here's your answers and moving on to our topic. And if you want to, and if you know any other card games that is easily obtainable, let us know and we can add them to the comparison list and see how we feel about them. So this list isn't talking about if a game is good or bad. It's just talking about how we think and c the cards feel and our thoughts about the cards, you know, based on possible issues that actually exist within each card game, like card card consistency is very important because you don't want to buy a pack and have all your cards feel good and then buy another pack and it's like my hollows are damaged oh. <laughs> yeah and if we were if we were rating this based on how great the gameplay mechanics and stuff are i'm sure this list would be shuffled around a bit so like a good it bit, also, so. <laughs> it'd also yeah. be very difficult to rate because then it becomes super opinionated Oh, yeah, no, it totally would be. I mean, even the cardstock thing's a little opinionated, but it's kind of one of those things where, like, you can just kind of tell. I mean, yeah, people have their preferences. Like, with the Final Fantasy TCG, like, nothing we say could make that one guy give it a 5 out of 5. You know, he's still going to give it, like, a 1 out of 5. Uh, you'll run into that sometimes, but in general, like, you can kind of all agree, like, hey, if this card is, like, so bad that it it's its own value is worth less whenever you try to sell it to the store immediately after it's like in the package and stuff it's like okay well that's kind of just objectively bad at that point yeah i agree and i i'm still the way you say that i'm still thinking about meta zoo and i'm still upset and disappointed uh <laughs> yeah i understand and we just lost our uh our 10 new followers that were very hardcore into meta zoo uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you mean that one guy who's still screaming that he's going to get rich off MetaZoo and we should stop saying shit about it? <laughs> oh, no. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll see if we can <laughs> play some games of MetaZoo down the road and tell you how it is. I'm worried. All uh, right. Yeah, me too. Me too, brother. Take care. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Keep enjoying your cardboard. All right. Enjoy it to the fullest and don't forget to sniff it. Mm -hmm.